We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Next all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. Here we go, here we go. Memorial Day weekend edition of the post-game show. CP from Knicks Fan TV, my man Jay Ellis from the Nick of Time Show. This is the number one Knicks fan show on YouTube for the fans, by the fans. If you're a diehard Knicks fan, hit that subscribe button below and the notification bell so you don't miss anything. On this episode, we're going to recap this week's news and rumors, give you our takeaways, get your takeaways. The phone lines are up 657 657- Three eight three one five zero nine. JLS, how you feeling, my dude? How was your week, man? I'm chilling, dog. There's no work Monday. No work, no work, man. Happy Memorial Day, man. Happy Memorial Day, yeah, man. Definitely. Uh, salute to the vets that we lost. Word. Salute to the vets uh, who who served, and and to the vets that are active duty, man. We definitely appreciate Word. all Shout the sacrifice. Are you grandfather for sir? Yeah, you're that's what's up, man. <laughs> that that's what's up, man. Good good stuff, my dude. All right, let's get into it, man. We got a packed show. Let, let's uh let's get into it so everybody could go and, and, and enjoy their Saturday. Uh first news of the week was the all rookie team was announced. Congratulations are in order. Yeah. To that boy Money Mitch. Money. <laughs> AKA Mitch, please. Money. AKA the Block Nest Monster. You skirt. He went from number 36 in the draft, Jay Ellis, to being ranked within the top 10 rookies of the year with an outstanding season. Mitchell Robinson makes the all-rookie team second team. What's your reaction to that, man? Man, I love <laughs> – wait, since you just – can you tell CP to have the mods unmute? <laughs> yo, we'll, yo, we'll get to it, man. I, I keep forgetting about this guy, man. But, we'll, yo, we'll get to it, man. We'll get to him. Hang out hang out in the Nick of Time show for now, and, and uh, Alex and Dave will sort it out on my end, man. But go ahead, bro. But, yeah, man, well-deserved from Edge Robinson, man. He came out of nowhere. No one really expected that mushroom considering that, you know what, he didn't have no college experience, came out as a straight out of high school, old school, took a year off, didn't play no full court, no full court ball, 
came out here and just exploded. The second half of the season, he just improved by so much, you know, leaps and bounds. And, and it showed, man. It showed. It showed in his efforts. It showed in the fact that he's mentioned in the all-rookie second team and number two in blocks in the NBA with only playing 20 minutes a game. At 20 minutes per game, JL. It's 20 minutes. I mean, listen, man, I'm, I'm proud of the kid. He, he was a shining light of, of our 17-win season. Mm-hmm. Um, just to see the growth. You know, he came in as a relative unknown. A lot of us didn't know too much about him. Came in as a number 36 pick in the draft. Summer League, we caught a glimpse. You know, Canner had him planted on the bench for a little while. And then, you know, we, we saw the tides kind of shifting. We got Canner out of here. And it was yeah. Mitch's show, man. So I'm definitely proud of him. He did receive three votes for the first team. So Good. Maybe, Tell more. Yeah. So maybe, <laughs> maybe a couple Nick Beat writers threw his name in the hat for that one. And then also ISO and Kevin Knox received some second-team votes. Didn't make it. But overall, man, I mean, you know, how many teams can say they had their three rookies in consideration for the all-rookie team? Uh, I thought we had a a great rookie class last year, man, all things considered. Yeah, man, and I kind of feel like ISO could have snuck in there if he was healthy. Yeah, I agree. I agree, man. I definitely agree with that. ISO definitely could have snuck in there. He hit a little bit of a lull when he caught that calf injury and then yeah. you know, kind of had a, a rough second half. Exactly. But even with the rough second half, people keep saying we don't have a number two. I'm like, y'all, y'all sleep on our ISO, dog. Yeah. Y'all really sleep on our ISO. This dude had 44% from the field, shot 39% from three Facts. as a rookie. Facts. I'm big, I'm big on ISO. I'm, I'm big on ISO, man. Count me in in the ISO fan club. Yeah. Like – that's he he's he's shooting well enough to be like a solid role, a solid player now in yes. his first year as a rookie. I, I agree. That's not even that's those aren't rookie numbers. I agree. Those not those aren't rookie percentages. So don't sleep on ISO talking about we don't have a two. Absolutely, absolutely, man. So speaking of ISO, Mitch and Knox, I saw an interesting uh post on Instagram from my guy Orange and Blue Forever. Uh his post was uh what's one thing that you would want each of these guys to work on this offseason? Mitch ISO and Kevin Knox. What's one thing you think uh, each of those guys should should work yeah. on this off season? Yeah, luckily we, we did like a whole sh- like a whole series of that on uh, the Nick the Time Show. Mm-hmm. But um, let me check that out. But for 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 Mitch, I mean, it's going to be the post ups, getting stronger in general, like the leg strength. You don't want to get too bulky where you're too slow. You can't keep up. Yeah. Um, we want to keep that freak athleticism where it is, but we want to get some post moves. I want to be able to see him kind of take advantage of at least smaller guys at first. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. if you switch and there's a, there's a student guard on you, I want you to be able to post a him go-to up. Go-to move. Go-to yeah, post exactly. move. Yeah, take advantage Bare of Bare minimum. You know I what I'm saying? I agree. Okay. And maybe a set, a set shot from the three-pointer, three-point line, and mm-hmm. uh, and um, also from inside the yard. Mm-hmm. I, I would take that right now. But I also heard he's he's working on like little head like head fake and drives. Yeah. Okay. Put the ball on the floor. All right, it might be a little yeah. risky, but all right. Why not work on it? Yeah, so I would take I would think those would be the first steps. And you know he really wants to be uh he said his he wants to pattern his game after Joel and B. And I can actually interestingly see that. Yeah. I can see him kind of being in a joke a, like a skinnier Joel Embiid, or maybe he put, put on some muscle and be on Joel Embiid because his frame looks like he'll be able to take some muscles pretty well. Right. I could see Mitch kind of being a Joel Embiid for us. 
Yeah, he, he did say he wanted to pattern his game at, after uh, Embiid. How about uh, well for me for Mitch, I would I would agree. I think having a, a solid um, high percentage go to move that's not just the alley oop. Uh, to keep the defense honest, a nice yeah. little go back to the mid range. There's nothing wrong with the mid range. I know it's a three point game. It's the mid range, then. You know, I I know it's inside <laughs> the paint and three point, but a little mid range, a little pick and pop couldn't hurt nobody. JLs, you know what I'm saying? I think yeah. that was one of the things that doomed Houston with Capella, man. You know, Capella oh, yeah. Capella's making all this money. The yeah, guy can't. Else. There's yeah. nothing else. It's alley oops and nothing else. It really is like. And I don't know if that's that their fault. They didn't want to develop the guy into doing that, or he just took initiative to do that, work on that during the summer. Right. But, you know, that'll, that'll open some things up for your team if you can do something besides uh, You know, a little pick and pop won't hurt him, man. A little pick and oh. pop won't hurt him, you know. But um, along with Mitch, just, um, again, getting bigger, as you said, getting that size in there, which, you know, that that's automatic. They'll get they'll get him right. Three-pointer, okay. You know, I'm not, not – uh, averse to him developing an outside shot but definitely a high percentage go-to move will, will be mm-hmm. real cool for him uh let's go to iso what's your one uh development for iso that you want to see this year with iso it's so weird because he does a lot of things well it's just more like awareness type of stuff you know what i mean like mm-hmm. being aware of the open man uh making the extra pass you already saw he started working on his left hand already you know, since he started going left, which is dope. Um, also, you want he I, his defense is already kind of solid too. Like he's not the best defender, but I'm not. You know, I'm not like pulling my hair out right. So, so it's it's really just the little stuff, man. Yeah. Like just being more of a facilitator sometimes, which I saw him working on is working on towards the end of the year as well. Right. Um, shooting shooting three pointers quicker because I felt like he head fakes he head faked a lot mm-hmm. last season. Towards the end of the season, he started pulling those threes and he started hitting him in a high clip. And he's already shooting at like 40, 39, 40% from three. So don't be afraid to take him, man. Shoot yeah. Him when you're open. Let it fly, man. Let, yeah. let it fly. I definitely want to see him take some more threes last year as well. I agree with you. I think offensive and defensive awareness will definitely benefit ISO. Um, you know, being a bit more of a playmaker, like you said, working on his, on his offhand for sure because he was uh, righty dominant. Um, for, mm-hmm. for most of the year, and you saw some teams take that away when he was surging. You know, I, I think I, I, I go back to that Chicago game where they they kind of keyed in on him, and, you know, you kind of saw him kind of, yeah. th- you know, overthinking what to do and kind of forcing the issue a little bit. So, mm-hmm. uh, but l- listen, man, I, I see people in the chat and not so high on ISO as us, but I, I don't know, man. I, I see him being a solid rotational player for us in the future, man, if he can just work on those things. Don't sleep on ISO, man. I'm just telling that. Don't don't do it. Absolutely, man. Don't don't do it. <laughs> Let, let's shift our focus to Kevin Knox, and we've been seeing the off-season videos. Kevin Knox and ISO and Mitch are, are definitely in the gym. What, what's your one development for Kev that that you want to see him work on this year? Oh, I got a list for Kev. But, <laughs> a laundry list for Kev, right? Yeah, my, my list for Kev is my list for Kev is a little longer. Um, <laughs> But um, efficiency, of course, is one thing. Something we saw him kind of work on. Uh, finishing to, mm-hmm. at the rim, his strength. Uh, what else? Uh, the de- defensive awareness, defensive slides. Uh, not you know, not getting confused on switches so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, just consistency, consistency defensively in general. I hate like uh, the energy. The it wavers 
up and down. Sometimes you're like, wow, this guy can be a really good defender. And then sometimes you're like, he just looks completely lost. Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree, man. It's hard to key on one thing for Kev, but uh, I would say certainly weight. He definitely wants to see his get, get his weight up. You want to mm-hmm. see him improve that motor, be more tenacious, on, tenacious. On, on both ends. You know, defensive awareness, not being so lost in space at times. You, you know, mm-hmm. as you said, offensive efficiency, working on his jumper a little bit. Uh, yep. Handles, working on his handles, handles a bit handles. more. More yeah, guns because, because he has a big one. That's a big one because he that's has that ability one. to really start that break. You know, yeah. he can really start that break, and with his size and his length, he can really make things happen. So, I, I think you know, Kev certainly needs to work on those things. But I have, I think I have a, I'm, I'm more optimistic about Kev than maybe the average fan. I, I know some Knicks fans don't see his ceiling being too high. I, I think Knox is is on his way, man. I, I don't know. What do you think? Um, I feel like. Mentally, I'm. I still have my question marks. Mm. Like mm. Uh, I actually have my question marks when we drafted him. Mm-hmm. But I think he'll end up being. He could end up being fringe all star. Like, but not like an all star. But like maybe just missing it. But yeah. Like that's why I like a score. Kind of like a score can go off a little bit. Like the mentals. Mentally, mentals to me is a harder thing to get over, which is why I wasn't super high on him when we drafted him. But I think he can end up being somebody who can just get you a bunch of buckets and save your, save your ass every now and again. But I don't know if I'm looking for him to be consistent every night, but like more consistent than what he is now. Right. (laughs) I got it. I, I got it, man. Um, let me go to, first off, we got a super chat, uh, salute right. to, let's see who sent us the super chat here. Bear with me one second. Here. Barahona. Uh, yep. Victor Barahona. He says, um, what do you think of trading Frank and ISO for a good, for good luck? What? For good luck. <laughs> I yo. I, that's just what it said, man. I'm just reading it, man. Yo. I'm just reading it, man. Well, well, listen, that's- that's interesting. You're you're down on Frank and ISO. He's, Usually, I guess he's down on Frank and ISO, man. I would think like if you liked Frank, you would hate ISO, and if you hate ISO, you would like Frank. It's true. It's but true. He like he doesn't like both. This is interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, we we do know based on our early uh, cap, you know, projections and and with the third pick and potential trades and whatnot, you know, one of those mm-hmm. guys might be on the outs. One of those guys might be on the outs. Is it going to be Frank? Is it going to be ISO? One of the things we also heard this week, uh, JLS, was that Frank did switch agents. Frank switched agents. Yeah, like six years ago. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, it was rehashed this this week. Uh, they caught Bondi out in a little bit of uh, yeah. uh, uh, headline fixing. You, you know what I'm saying? Oh, but man. but Frank did. Rough week, rough week for Bondi. Rough week, rough week indeed for Bondi. But <laughs> Frank did switch agents. I, I think it's an agent that handles uh, most of the French, the top French players in the league. Batum, Tony Parker. Um, okay. I, I believe um, my guy from Orlando, Fournier, maybe. Okay. So so Frank did did switch agents in that regard. So. He, he did switch agents, but doesn't really mean any. I mean, Mitch switched agents like five times. Right. Yeah. 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 Mitch. Mid- doesn't necessarily mean you're, you're trying to leave. Right. No, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I hear that. But, um, you know, in terms of the salary cap, one of those guys might be out, man, in terms yeah. of Frank and and, uh, and ISO. So let's see what happens to be yeah. continued. Um, yeah, if the, Knicks do des- if the Knicks do decide to, like, go after uh, 
to two max free agents mm-hmm. as planned, then things can get a little hairy. Yeah. Maybe my Absolutely. Might have to end up uh, trading one of those assets. Yeah, man. Or dropping them. Absolutely, man. So, speaking of uh, these young players, let's go to Atlanta real quick. John from Atlanta, he wants to talk about the progression of some of the young players. John, how you feeling, man? Happy Memorial Day, bro. Happy Memorial, CP. Shout out to you and Jay Ellis. How you doing today? Good, man. How you feeling? Good, man. Man, I'm good. Uh, it's good to be a Knicks fan. Absolutely. Got me home. All the circuits that we've been through with Phil Jackson and Hornacek to uh, Fisdale and what he has done for our young players to to Magic P and Mills seem like they are taking a step above what uh, Phil Jackson did and actually paying attention during the draft combine. Instead of going to sleep <laughs> in the bleachers like he oh, was out partying in the morning. Embarrassing, man. The car was set low, that's yeah. for sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just stay awake and, yeah. and you're but done better. Me, <laughs> yeah, what kills me is people stating that they don't want RJ. And, uh, like, if you look at it, RJ was projected the number one high school player coming into the year. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the only reason why he's not number one now is because uh, Zion. Zion potential, not what he's done. Because right. if you look at points per game and assists and rebounds, if you put them all together, R.J. Barrett outshines Zion. It's just Zion is a highlight film. But uh, uh, I think I will listen to you. Go ahead, J.L. Chime in on what he just said. Now I'm saying I think, I think Zion was scoring the same, around the same amount of points with like less shots, so people were kind of looking at the efficiency of RJ, and that's why people were and the freak athleticism, of course, Zion, which is why people would say he was the number one pick, mm. even though RJ has the the total game. But I think that has a lot to do with it. Yeah, yeah but uh, Zion's efficiency came from him getting putbacks and LU. None of it really came from the offense. RJ Barrett had the ball in his hand, especially when uh, Jones went down, RJ was the point guard. So, yeah. us as Knicks fans, what we need is a shooting guard if we do get Kyrie, KD, and who or whoever else. We still need a two guard. So, if you put Barrett at the two, you got a good, nice size two. What did you like, 6'6"? Six, six? Yeah, about that. So, you put him with Kyrie. With Kyrie, Kimbo, whoever, whatever point guard we pick up, you got KD at the three. I say you put Knox at the four, but I'm still hoping for. I'm gonna put this out there for the universe. I'm still hoping to get Kyle, um, Kawhi. I, I want Kawhi instead of hey. I, 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 I hate you, I hate you, John. And we're gonna get to that. And appreciate so, the call, bro. We we're gonna get to the to the uh, Kawhi Leonard stuff in a second, man. But uh, good points. I mean, listen. I think with RJJLs, we definitely feel a need at the two. Mm-hmm. You see a guy that um, you know, as John said, and also as Tommy Beer said when we had Tommy Beer on a couple months back, uh, he was ranked highest in the class, higher than Zion. So we can't forget that we we get one of the top players in the nation, man. You know, yeah. when we remove ourselves yeah. from the Zion hype, can't sleep on this kid. Word. You know what? And I think everybody knows my my stance on it right now. Like, yeah. I do feel like RJ, like, if you're looking for the safest clear-cut talent in three, RJ is the safest, most clear-cut talent in three. Mm-hmm. But he's not the safest, the safest, uh, 
if we if we do have the ideal of Kyrie and Kevin Durant, I don't think he's the safest slot at two because because of his inefficiency from the three point line shooting thirty one percent. And even I was looking at some other numbers too, like he was most efficient at the top of the key, which is um pretty good. Uh, the corners is where we really seem to struggle, and mm. I, and those are those corner threes are where I feel like a lot of his shots will be if we do have For like. Sure. A, a KD and Kyrie. True. So those corner, he's going to have to work on those corner threes. Corner um, and elbow as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, but, I, um, I hear that. I, I definitely agree with that. Here's what um, Jay Billis had, had an interesting uh, thing to say about RJ Barrett. He was interviewed by Berman of the post and Jay Billis said uh, he's legit. He did things this year that hadn't been done by any freshman. He handled the ball, ran the point, played off ball, did everything you could ask of a player. He's a lot like James Harden. He says his outside shooting is going to improve. He shoots a good ball. His mechanics aren't broken, and he'll get much better. Now, we did we did hear this Harden comparison yeah. uh, a few episodes ago, man, and, and uh, we didn't really see it. But what's he, I mean, Jay, Jay Billis, you know, everybody has an opinion. You know, not to say one is right or run is wrong, but what's your takes on, on Jay, Jay Bills' comparison there? Uh, if you're saying getting to the basket, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. If you're saying left hand, he's, you know, he's a left-hander, I agree with that. I don't know. The first thing I think of when I think James Harding is three-point shooting. Uh-huh. So, I don't know. I don't even think it's fair to even compare the two, to be honest. Yeah. It's like a weird comparison to me. I, I see more of the Wade. I see more of the Wade comparison. Yeah. I think I think the thing that kind of gets us hitched with the with the Harden comparison is that we're looking at Harden in that D'Antoni offense. Mm, yeah, you know what I'm saying. We, we, you yeah. know, you know, we're not really looking at just his skill sets, but we're kind of looking at how they run that offense, where where you know it's just so ISO dominant uh, with with Harden just just controlling the ball. But I, you know, he RJ is crafty with it. He could definitely get to the basket, a la Harden. Or maybe a wing that can play point guard. I can maybe I can see right. That. Maybe a wing that can, that can play the point a little bit. I, a little bit. I, I see a little bit. Not 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 crazy. I, I see more of the Wade comparisons than, right. than the Harden comparisons for sure. I, I see more of that for sure. Yeah, I roll. I roll with that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, absolutely, man. So that was uh, that was Jay Billis's take on it. Steve Nash was also interviewed earlier this week mm-hmm. by uh, Stephen Bondi. Who's still getting work? You know, listen, that's his godfather. We already know he's gonna he's gonna be you know highly complimentary of him. But of course, he of course. he says uh, he listen. He says he can handle it. He says he can he can handle New York, which I think he can. I I I see yeah. a leadership quality in him that he can he can handle that pressure, man. Yeah, I definitely see that. I I, I definitely see it. So uh, Steve Nash on his game says he he's got an incredible skill set. We forget he's only eighteen years old. It's big upside. They have a big effect on the NBA game. He can guard multiple players, but he's definitely a ball handling wing, somebody who can play the point the two or the three. Mm-hmm. I, I like that. That's what I, that's what I like, man. The the flexibility that he gives us, whether, yeah. whether it's whether it's handling the ball, being a capable playmaker, starting the secondary break, you know, for guys in a pick and roll situation, playing he's the two, a, playing the three. Go ahead. Yeah, he's a he's a jump shot away from being perfect for um Fizz's position as basketball like uh mold. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and like if mm-hmm, go ahead. Like if, because he's six eight and he can handle the ball and rebound, mm-hmm. 
and play one through three. Like if he's able to get that jump shot, I think Fizz will salivate. Yeah. I agree, man. And you could see that, you know, that's where they they were going with Knox. That's where yeah. they're trying to go with RJ. Having guys that you can slot in those different positions, whether you need to play big or you need to play small. You know what I'm saying? That can handle those positions on both ends. And you, and you hope Kevin Knox can can get to that, to, to that point as well as he continues to develop. There was a scout who was a former um, video guy for the Wizards. He, he broke down RJ and Knox and how they complement each other. And he thinks that they can complement each other well. He says that he thinks that RJ and Knox can fit that 2-3 mold where they can guard either wing, playing a scheme that allows them to switch onto ones and fours at times. He says what RJ brings that Knox doesn't have is the ability to be a secondary creator, kind of yeah. like a Fournier. Barrett can play out of that high pick and roll, like you said, JL's at the top of the key, mm-hmm. and, and make the right read. This is where things get interesting, yo, because, you know, we're developing youth, but then when more youth comes in, like, then you're going to have to, as a coach, set priorities. Because towards the end of the season, you were giving Knox the ball a little bit more at the top of the key and telling him to make plays Mm -hmm. so he can get used to, you know, making plays. But now that RJ's here, I mean, I'm talking like he's going to be here. Like, if we do get RJ, which is a high probability. High probability. Right. Then you're thinking, all right, now, like, who 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 do we prioritize? Who are we grooming to do that? So there's going to be a lot of decisions by the coach because I do see that as being a, a plus for RJ. Um, but then, again, we also have the SJ here at the moment. So there's going to – right now, like, RJ and Knox, to me – at their ceiling, they could probably they'll fit. DSJ to me is a good talent, but he fits clunkily, clunky with the team when you consider RJ and Knox. Yeah. So there's gonna be some decisions to be there's made. There's gonna be some decisions to be made. Definitely gonna be yeah. some decisions to be made. And as you said, Fisdale's on the clock. He's gonna have to show him proof and earn that check, you know, not just at the negotiating table during free agency, but also the X's and O's. You know, how, really how like, does he make these pieces fit? And it's funny because if we, now that I'm really thinking about it, cause I just had this, like, if Frank can hit jump shots, to me, Frank would be the ideal person to run with that unit. Yeah, absolutely. That would be, that would be the, like, because then I would have RJ, you can have RJ run point, and then Frank, if if he hits jump shots, You're right, right. supposed to run the two, mm-hmm. and they do the two, switch off combo guard, and then they'll be able to switch one through three, no problem. Everybody's six, seven, six, eight. Yeah. No. Like that would actually work out pretty well if everybody actually, you know, developed like they were supposed could, to. Could develop as they're supposed to. Let's let's go down to the 305. Um, Brandon from Miami, he wants to give his take on RJ Barrett and free agency as well. Brandon, how you feeling, bro? Hello. Brandon going once, twice. All right, Brandon, you got to uh, you got to call back. Let's go to uh, let's go back to the A. Chris thinks we should go Culver over Barrett. Chris, how you feeling, man? Hey, what's up, fellas? How you doing today? Good, bro. How you feeling, yeah. man? I'm good. I'm good, man. I, I I hear all the RJ Barrett talk, but what I like to think about when I look at him is he's he's great on the college level, but as far as translating to the NBA, I'm not sure if his skills. 
really translate. I, I watched that Texas Tech Duke game several times, and I like the way Culver handled that game so much better than Barrett. Mm. Barrett trying to force things, turnovers, in, inefficient as hell. It, it, it was like it was it wasn't even close in my opinion. And as far as making reads on the defense and really committing to defense and passing the ball, Culver checks all those boxes. Now they both have issues with the J. But I think Kobe will come around with that. But I like the way Kobe plays way more better mm. than Barrett, without a doubt. It's, it's an I, interesting when I watch Barrett, he, he does a lot of it in transition. What's up? Uh, no, I said it's an interesting debate. I, I liked yeah. what Kobe did this year as well. Uh, I, yeah. I, I was very impressed Culver with Kobe. no doubt. Slept on this year. But, um, yeah. I mean, like, Barrett, to me, he has to build up that, that speed in the, in the, in the fast. And when, he, when he's in transition, he finishes well. I give him that. But half-court... I don't see where people are getting James Harden from. He doesn't have that quick, twitchy handle, mm. quick for He doesn't have that. He's more of a built-up kind of speed guy. And if you watch his stuff, half-court, he doesn't get open. He can't be the guy off the dribble half-court. Can't do it. Yeah, you're saying he, so he kind of lacks that, that, really, that speed and athleticism. But I, I think that he's, first. I think he he's, lacks it. I think he changes speeds fairly well. Um, yeah, like... Go ahead, Jails. Yeah, I think he... And this is a guy who has been critical of R.J. Barrett, so don't think I'm like – and I've taken a lot of heat for it, so don't think I'm like, you know, just jumping on you. I think he <laughs> – like, I do think he kind of gets by people pretty decently. I just think sometimes he has a problem finishing over people sometimes, mm-hmm. unless it's like a straight-on fast break. So I understand what you're saying. Right. Where there's, there's certain things where he does have to work on. But uh, like, it's like weird because I, mean, I do like Culver's – ability to kind of hit a jumper a little more than Barrett, but then he seems like he has problems getting He has back more there. skills, man. He, mm. Yeah. He, he can hit a turnaround jumper down in the post. He can do a lot more. You know what I'm saying? He can, To me, he can do a lot more, and I see a lot more to grow with that young man. But, I mean, if if if, if Don P is doing his thing and he can really make some maneuvers and trade, I wouldn't even mind the Darius Garland, man, because, you know, you need guys that can hit hey, from deep in there. Hey, now you're talking my language. If we had a deal for DSJ, and let's say you trade him to the Charlotte Hornets, you know, DSJ is from North Carolina, why not get him there and get that pick and we get Garland in and make some moves? I wouldn't mind that either, but, hey, if I had to pick and make a pick, I would probably take Culver. Culver, okay. Appreciate yeah. the call, man. Thanks for the support. Thank you. Hey man, appreciate it, fellas. All right, man. Take take yeah. it easy. Everybody knows Garland is my guy. Chris Everybody from ATL just scored a lot of points with Jay Ellis. He just scored. He's good in my book. Yeah, he's he just scored my... a lot of points. Listen, <laughs> man. Uh, I mean, listen. I, I liked what I saw from uh, from from Culver this year. I know Big Freezy's in the chat saying that that DeAndre Hunter locked him up in in the finals. He did. Yeah, he, he did. did. He locked him up. He didn't. He did. But I, I thought Culver had some outstanding games for Texas Tech this year, from what I yeah. saw. Yeah. If you if you watch the games before the the lock, I'm actually like, because I felt like he had a so he had so so games like two games before that. Mm-hmm. If you watch the games before that, I felt like Culver was really coming into his own, and he kind of efficiently took over. A lot of games. Yeah. He did. And, like, especially towards the end of the game. So, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, Culver has something there. It's definitely something there, but I feel like because he's not as athletic, I don't know if the Knicks will go that route yeah. all the way. I, I gave my comparison with Josh Howard. I, I thought he, he reminds me a lot of Josh Howard, man. 
Mm-hmm. Now, what you guys in the chat think about that? And some of you guys who are a little bit older, he, he reminds me of Josh Howard, man, back at Wake Forest. Now, that's what I see in Culver's game. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, yeah. Yeah, man. Shout out to everybody in the chat once again. This is the post game live show. CP from Knicks Fan TV. My man Jay Ellis from the Nick of Time Show. If you are just joining us, first and foremost, happy Memorial Day. Salute to all the vets out there, all the ones that we lost, all the ones that are actively serving, all the all that have served. If you guys are vets, if you guys have served in the armed forces, uh, just give us a hashtag vet so that we can shout you guys in the chat. If you guys are new to the show, give us a hashtag new so we could also shout you out. And for everybody else, man, just throw your city in the chat. Let us know where you're checking in from. We like to see where everybody's rolling in from. We got a lot of international uh, viewers as well, man. Or I don't think the Facebook um thing ever launched to us. Uh, so. Oh, never did. Okay, yeah, I I don't know. How about yeah. Twitter? To check Twitter. They... Twitter's fine. Twitter's okay, fine. all right, all right. A little technical difficulties. You know, we we roll with it. Chris mm-hmm. Lean, what's going on? Welcome to the show, Chris. Let's see what uh, people are saying in the chat. The shooters, Bayonne, New Jersey. Mellow fellows, new to the chat. Salute, Mellow fellow. Big Freezy's a vet. U.S. Army, fifty four B. Salute, Big Freezy, man. Thanks for your service, bro. I didn't even know that, man. We got, uh, oh, we got some internationals in there, JLs. We got Vince Yako. He says uh, he's just about to go to sleep when he saw this. By the way, it's 3.53 in Sydney, Australia. Wow. Welcome to the show, Vince. (laughs) Welcome. We're we're talking Knicks, man. You don't need sleep. Talk Knicks, man. Definitely don't. Definitely don't. Shout out to Terrence Harris from Maryland. Salute, salute, man. And Harlem, I guess you by uh, Harlem by way of Maryland. Okay, uptown, uptown. Always love uptown. Yeah, yeah. Man. I think I saw somebody from earlier. Let me scroll up. Yeah, I see somebody. Uh, U.S. Air Forces League of Thieves. Salute, League of Thieves, repping the Air Forces. I League of Thieves staple. I see you. Uh, absolutely, man. Long Island in here. See, Car Papa, what's going on? Jamaica in the building. What's good, my brethren? Backstreets meet. Backstreets meet in here, man. Absolutely. So, uh, so yeah, like I said, we're just recapping right. this week's news. Ricardo, Uruguay, I see you. Uruguay. We got <laughs> Wales. Ryan O'Sullivan from Wales, UK in the building, jail. All right. Yeah, we, we're international here, man. Royalty. Beautiful, <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Uh, we also got a C, uh, super chat from C.T. Pittman. He says, um, do you trust the front office to make the right decisions this year? We, you know, we know your answer, JL. So we know my answer, man. Go ahead, man. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm gonna trust the front office, man. I'm yeah. gonna trust the front office. Like whatever, they, I'm gonna roll with whatever they pick. If they say, "Yo, RJ's a guy," I'm like, "All right, cool. RJ's a guy." Yeah. If you wanna make a trade? All right, cool. I'm gonna roll with you. I'm rolling with, with the front office. I'm gonna give everything they do a chance. They, they've done well so far. They earned my respect so far. They're really gonna earn their check this summer, though. That's for sure. Yeah. All the tough, all the tough, tough decisions are this summer. All the tough decisions are this summer, man. This is when Ninja P is really gonna earn his dollars. Well, I, I, you know, I look at things a bit more optimistically than some. I'm not on the Dolan's gonna ruin the team bandwagon. I'm not on that. Nah. I, I think that's overrated. I think you know, I trust Scott Perry. I feel like I, I, he, he's on his Professor X stuff right now, JLs. He's very cerebral. He, he, he said from day one, they've been looking at these prospects since October. Mm-hmm. He's diligent. Yo, he has a good track record in the draft, whether it's as the GM or yeah. in the war rooms as an assistant, a scout, exactly. so on and so forth. Scott Perry, from the minute he's came in, he has 
uh, good prospects that he can attach to his resume. And I'm I'm, I'm going to go with that, man. I'm going to go with that. I feel like they finally learned their lessons from past mistakes. We'll see with this AD thing. You know, we'll see. But we'll see. and and you know, we don't even know if that's necessarily a mistake. That's the thing. You you know what I'm saying? It's a it's a very tricky situation. It's a very tricky situation. Very right? tricky situation. It's funny because we never actually won a trace. So I'm very curious to see. Right. Like I was telling, I was saying before, I was like, I, you kind of forget with all this AB thing that we have, we can sign two max free agents outright. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I feel like we have a lot, we might have a lot more leverage than we think we do. Like we're, we're operating mentally as Knicks fans. Yes. From an angle of someone who doesn't have leverage. Their star wants to go. Right. Right. We have we can sign two max free agents. So mm-hmm. we're not to me, we're not as desperate in a, as a situation as the Pelicans. You know what I mean? That's true. Or the Lakers. Or the Lakers. Or like the Lakers. They have to yeah, like or the, the Lakers. Lakers are going up in flames with Jeannie Buss and LeBron and like we're okay. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So listen, I'm I'm happy with the flexibility that we got in the KP trade. But speaking of the KP trade, JLs, um, this week it was a little little a little thing that you know kind of kind of knocked me the wrong way a little bit. Here was um, Steve Mills on the KP trade. Uh, let, let's take a listen. When he walked into our office, my office, and Scott was sitting there with me, and point blank said to us. I don't want to be here. I'm not going to resign with the Knicks. And I'm going to give you seven days to, to trade me or go back and go back to Europe with you. So fortunately for us, through that process that we talked about starting in September, we had a number of deals lined up. We just started the trade call as soon as we walked out of the office. And that's one of the things you, you have to do this all right, the um and shout out to uh Knicks guy one on uh on uh on Twitter who who uh broke that story for us. Basically, what it was was that um, Chase does these corporate events uh, where they where they host you know um, certain sports dignitaries where uh, the employees can start asking questions. So I guess somebody must have asked what happened with the KP deal. To me, JL is. They shouldn't have taken the bait on it. They should have just been like, you know what? KP is is gone. We wish him the best. Good luck in Dallas. We're focusing mm. on the future. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. now, you know, Mill says, well, KP gave us seven days to trade him or we wanted to go to Europe. I don't think where we're going right now, where we're trying to be right now, we didn't, we didn't need that to be a, high, a headline this week in I the news. You. you know what I'm saying? That's, that's, that's fair. That's fair. It That's should have been old news. Sweep it under the rug. We we didn't need for for ESPN and all these guys to to run the headline like oh KP gave him a seven day ultimatum. Yeah, you're right. Now you're right about that. I mean, it kind of like you're covering your old ass, your own ass right. right now. Sometimes like some you know what I mean like sometimes we all we all have exes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We all we all have exes, and sometimes you know the crazy shit that happens, <laughs> right? Right. Right. But you know, when somebody asks you, "Yo, what happened to oh such and such?" You, you, you gotta give them the generic. You know, yeah, it didn't work out. yeah, it just didn't work out. It just it didn't, didn't work, work out, out Jay Ellis. You know, That's she it. set yourself on. You know, she set yourself on fire, and you know, talk <laughs> bad about your mama. 
But you're not gonna say that. You know, I'm like, yo, it didn't work out though. You know, we just, we gotta do different personalities, and you yeah. know, you know, she ran through your phone, check yeah. your texts, your voicemails, and all that. Yeah, went, her, up, went her, through her, your gram, your DMs, and everything. Yeah, yeah. Her rising, her sun rising didn't match with my moon. That's you know? it. That's it, man. And 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 we just we just parted ways. That's it. Exactly. You know, we just didn't need it. We're, we're trying to attract free agents. We don't need any free agents thinking like. What was it that caused Porzingis to give him a seven-day ultimatum? Yeah, you know, to walk out the door. That, that doesn't sound exactly. good. doesn't sound it, good either way. Exactly, it kind of helps you. You know, you go into the next one and like, oh, he doesn't trash his ex. Oh, that's good. He's gonna treat me good too. Like now, you you wanna you don't wanna have that idea like out there that oh, now that you're not with us, we're just gonna talk. Thank you. Th- thank you. That's it. That's all, man. And, yeah. and, and we'll leave it at that. All right, before we switch topics, once again, shout out everybody in the chat. Hit that thumbs up button for your boy. If you're a diehard Knicks fan, make sure you guys are subscribing to the channels and uh, hit that like button. It goes a long way in promoting the show uh, so that we bring more Knicks fans in here. We got about over 600 watches right now, so make sure you guys hit that thumbs up button wherever you guys right. are watching from. I will say this, though. Yeah. That seven days thing was like, wow. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That was like, dog, you really came in with a seven-day ultimatum? Yeah. That was some game. Like, to, that showed me that he really thought his shit didn't stink. Right. Like, he really, right. He really thought he was a mob boss. Like, that sounded like, that really sounded like some, I am a mobster. Yeah. And I'm this, is to... stick up. Yeah. <laughs> this is a stick-up. Yeah. This is a stick-up. Hands to the sky. Like, dog, you play ball. You're going to give me seven Let's... days to trade you? You know, it, it's two sides to a story, JLs. We all know that. It's his side, it's his side, and it's the truth. That's I don't true. think we'll ever know. All we're hearing right now is the Knicks side of things. We haven't heard from KP yet. It is. It just is what it is. I, I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know either. Yeah. You know what I mean? Let's go to. Uh, let's go back to 305. Brandon wants to get back in. We we couldn't hear him earlier. Uh, he wanted to talk about RJ what's Barrett. Up? Brandon, what's going on, man? You're. What's up? How you doing? Good, you good. Good. Yeah. Yeah, we good, man. All right. So, um, starting things off. Um, looking at the title of this video, I think I love RJ. I think he's a great basketball player. And I think he's the most complete player in the draft. I think people look at Zion Williamson and John Morant um, too much. It's kind of like, oh, Zion's so athletic and John's like the point guard. R.J. Barrett has the potential to be one of the best players in the NBA. And I think that the fact that Nick got the third pick makes them have the best position in the draft. I think it's better they got the third pick rather than the first pick. But I think it's too early to tell that R.J. will be the next James Harden because R.J. Barrett, had a, he had better college stats than James Harden, but it's hard to tell the future. And Barrett has that potential to be the next Harden, but right now I wouldn't compare it because it's just way too early. Okay. Yeah. All right. Pre- appreciate it, man. And, and uh, pre- appreciate the call, bro. And also also one more thing. Yeah, go ahead. Um, if, the Knicks, yeah, if the Knicks don't sign Durant or Kyrie, um, especially with the money they have. You know, this is a very, very good free agent class. Um, and that gives them the potential to, you know, maybe sign a guy like Jimmy Butler, a leader, or Kemba Walker. I mean, you know, there's a chance he doesn't resign with the Hornets, especially, you know, 
the Hornets haven't been a playoff team. Maybe Kemba wants to play with a team, maybe teams up with another all-star, and that would lead the Knicks to a playoff team. That would make them a playoff team in the Eastern Conference. But the Knicks have to be smart, and they have to also use the young guys they have as guys that can come off the bench and could step up when needed. Guys like Robinson, uh, Alonzo Trier, Kevin Knox, yeah. Damien Dawson. Guys like those that can just step up in the game and just change the game for the Knicks. Okay. Appreciate the call, man. And uh, I'm, I'm going to cut the call. There's a little bit of an echo going on there. Um, only thing about Jimmy Butler, though, JLs, is um, number one, I, I don't want him here. I I'm not a big Jimmy Butler fan, to be honest. Uh, there's rumors LeBron has started his recruiting season. Now yeah. he's doing it for Magic. He's doing Magic's job for him. Magic Word. is gone, so uh, LeBron is now courting Kyrie Irving. Kyrie's out in L.A. They said they went out last night or whatever. Yeah. And, yeah. and Jimmy Butler is also courting Jimmy Butler. Supposedly, Jimmy says if they offer him the max in L.A., he'll go to L.A. So, all right, fine. I'm good. I'm good on that. I mean, there was also rumors two, uh, two weeks ago that Kevin Durant was calling for the Knicks. So, yeah. yeah, exactly, man. <laughs> you, you, just, you just don't know what to believe, man. But I mean, listen, if, if we're going if we're going the direction of R.J. Barrett and we plan to keep him, then, you know, Jimmy Butler doesn't make too much sense for us, to be honest with you. And I, I, I don't like his reputation, man. He, he just doesn't come off as a good dude. Yeah. He, 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 it's funny because I might take a chance on him if he was younger, to be honest with you. I just don't want to max yeah, out the right. guy. Because I kind of feel like every championship team has a guy like Jimmy Butler on it. Yeah. He's going to smack somebody when he gets out of line. Listen, like, he, he, <laughs> you he, know what I'm saying? He, he was a tenacious player on both ends. Very solid for the Bulls. But once he left the Bulls, he kind of carried a swag like he was just some entitled superstar almighty. Like, the thing that happened in Minnesota, people carried it like, you know, he was some sort of hero. Like, bro, he tried to destroy the team. That's that's the thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, let's keep it a buck. Yeah, uh, that's the thing. It's, it's, I think that's the fear. The fear is, you know what it is? When you can't control somebody. Yeah. There's a fear because what happened was, like, I don't know. I don't know how to look at the situation. I don't know if it was all Jimmy or all Wolves or a little both. Mm-hmm. I feel like they told him they was going to move him and, they, and, they, and he changed his mind. They changed their mind. And because they changed their mind, Jimmy. That's when he set the bridge on fire. That's when he yeah, set everything on like, fire. Yeah, exactly. He's like, oh, you told me he's going to trip me. You're not. Right. This whole thing is coming down. Right. And, then he came in and started belittling place. I think let him go to L.A. Where, you know, you know LeBron is going to build a ready-made team to try to win. They're probably going to try to trade for 80 and let that be their big three and let them compete. If he's already in Minnesota trying to trash the team and they're young players, what do you, what do you think he's going to do here? That's what I'm saying. It depends on the players. Like, depends on who's here. It depends on who's here. Like, if, if the team works hard, then the team works hard. Like, yeah. I, I, from what I've heard, from what everyone's heard this season, these young players are always in the gym. They... You know, Knox called Fizz up early, and they went to work out on a whim. They're all working early already. Like, they're already working out right now. Right. So, like, I don't think it's the same dynamic as, uh, you know, Timberwolves. You know, Cat has a kind of a – that personality, that – that uh, not personality, reputation of being someone who doesn't work hard all the time. I don't think we have that. Yeah, no, I, I hear it. Listen, it, it, it's debatable. It's debatable. Yeah. I, I err on the side of no. I, you know I what? don't and want he... Jimmy Butler. Listen, I, I'm not saying he's not a good player. Mm-hmm. He's a very good ba- player. He's a very good basketball player. He is an all-star player. 
there's just something about him I just don't I just don't like, man. I, and, I just don't like. And you know what? I'll, we're not going after him anyway. Like the yeah. the the news reports have said that we're going after KD and Kawhi. Those are the the two top That's targets. That's it. As we should. Yeah, and if, and also the reports were if we don't get those two top guys, then we're pretty much just gonna bunt. We're not gonna like sign any second tier free agents to a max contract. We're just gonna keep it moving. That that's what that's what I'm hearing, man. Um, speaking of free agency, so Kemba Walker made the All NBA team. Yeah. Congratulations to Kemba. Had a monster year this year. Yeah, he did. Absolutely solid year this year. Could he be priced out of the Knicks uh, uh, free agency pursuits? Because with this all-NBA designation, Jay Ellis, he's now able to obtain the super max contract, which is worth an extra year and $80 million more than he could make anywhere else. Kemba cash out. Now, the question, two questions. Is Michael Jordan going to give him that money? <laughs> Big question. <laughs> and, and number two, is he is he going to take it and hitch his wagon to Michael Jordan building him a team to oh, actually compete? This, this Supermax situation? It's kind of crazy to me, but go ahead. Yo, shout out to uh, Terry from Terry and Trey. He had, like, a good idea, actually, about the Supermax. Because what's happening now is these Supermaxes are kind of handcuffing teams to not being able to build. Yeah. What is it, like 30-something percent of your salary cap? Yeah. Crazy. Like, like if you want to pay Kemba Walker Supermax and y'all ain't made the playoffs, how are you building your team? Crazy. It's crazy. (laughs) You're, You're stuck. You're stuck for five years. Yeah. So I don't I don't know. I don't even know if Kemba Walker should want the Supermax majority. Because I feel like he's making the money, but you're pretty much guaranteeing that the team ain't gonna go nowhere. It, it's cra- it's crazy, man. It is crazy. I mean, listen, um I wouldn't I'm not against a player taking it. Uh, all these players should take as much money yeah. as they can get. But just understand that it, it, there's a consequence to every action. You know, there's an opportunity cost to everything that you do. Mm-hmm. It, you know, so it's gonna be interesting, man. Does Kemba leave that extra year of security and eighty million on the table and go somewhere Ooh. else, or does he say, "Hey, man, I'm, I'm a Charlotte Hornet for life"? I feel like he's gonna leave, y'all. Question I feel is like where? He's gonna leave. I don't know where, but I feel like he's like getting. He's getting it, isn't he? Almost isn't he? Like what is he? Twenty-eight. Yeah, he's almost thirty. And that's the thing. Um, Nick's Film School, shout out my guy JB from Nick's Film School, was basically saying that he could, let's say theoretically he wanted to come here. He could come here on like a two-year deal and then get a, a even greater Supermax. That's crazy. And, and, and get his deal. The thing is, is that by the time you get to that point where you can get that larger Supermax, you're on the other side of 30. No team is going to offer you that. Yeah, that's a huge. You know what I mean? Risk, See, like a player like an AD can do that because he's still twenty five, right? So you can get two max twenty seven, be good. There you go, and still and still get that bag. Yeah, but like a Kemba, it's either now or never. Word, like don't 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 scrape your ankle. If you if you get a if you get a paper cut at thirty and one max, I'm looking at you funny. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I like I don't know. You. 
I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm telling you, that, man. Is that paper clay healing like it's supposed to? He's killing kind of slow, dog. Facts. I don't know. Facts. <laughs> but listen, you know, on the playing side, I, I've been more optimistic than than most of the guys in the chat on Kemba. I like. Yeah, you were that. you were early. You were early on the Kemba. I, I, I'm a I'm a Kemba guy, man. I can't. My my heart is with Kemba as a New Yorker, as a Big East guy who's watched this kid grow up and be so clutch in Madison Square Garden, be a mm-hmm. killer in this league. You know, I I think a lot of the times we kill him because his team has been so terrible. You know, yeah. a lot of players are like, what has Kemba done? What has he done with his team? Look at his team. Yeah, yo. And I'll say this. I, I said this before. If anybody watch this program, you know, I still feel like if Kyrie isn't, wasn't paired up with LeBron James a few years back, Kyrie would be Kemba Walker right now. And, and, and maybe not even that because Kyrie didn't bring his team to the playoffs by himself. Right. Kemba did. Yeah, I, so if you pair Kemba with KD, you're probably looking at Kemba like he's the man right now instead of Kyrie. Listen, man, if we ended up with, with Kemba and Kyrie, I mean, if, if KD and Kemba, I'm taking it. I'm taking it. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I would love I'm to see Kemba too. here as, as the point guard for this team. I would, I would love to see it. I would love to see it. But um, speaking of that Supermax, one person that was left off the All-NBA team which I have an issue with was one Clay Thompson. Mm. Clay got so so here's the all NBA team that was announced this week for those of you that missed it. The first team was um Greek Freak, well deserved. Steph Curry, of course. Um Paul George, of course, had an MVP like year. James Harden, of course, for sure. Jokic, I think Jokic definitely deserved it this year. Second team was Katie and Bede. Kyrie, which I question, Kawhi Leonard and Damian Lillard. Third team was Rudy Gobert, Blake Griffin. A lot of people say LaMarcus Aldridge should have had that spot. Debatable. I thought Blake had a good year as well. LeBron. LeBron only played 55 games. The numbers are still there. You know, popularity contest. You know he's going to get that. Yeah. Kemba Westbrook, which I which I have an issue with as well. I have an issue with that as well. Yeah, but Westbrook? I have a, This is my issue, J. Ellis. My issue is this. I think, number one, the all NBA team should should they shouldn't put it with like pigeonholing guys into positions. It's not an all star team. They're not playing against anybody. Mm, you know what I'm saying? Okay. To me, you take the top fifteen best players this year, and if anything, put them in tiers: a first tier, second tier, third tier. I, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel you. I'll say this though, like. As much as Russ has struggled this year, there hasn't been anybody who's been able to average a triple-double three seasons in a row. So, 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 I mean, I understand, you know, his shooting went down, so you don't put him on the first team. But the third team, and you average a triple-double, and you're going to say, no, I don't know about uh, that. How do you, how do you leave too, Clay like, though, man? Ridiculous. How do you leave Clay off that team? He, and, and, and he made the, the, the uh, all-defensive team. Right. I don't think I don't think Russell's the guy to, to consider though. That's what, I guess I guess that's my argument. I don't I'm, think Russell's the guy to consider. It, it, to me, it's either it's either it's either Russ or Kyrie. Because to me, Clay got robbed. Clay Thompson to me, and and let me let me get my Clay highlights up here to justify my position here. Clay Thompson to me, Jay Ellis is um is a vastly vastly underappreciated talent in this league. He's a yeah. monster, bro. He's a monster on both ends of the court. 
He's one of the top shooters in the history of the game, JLs, and a defender that can defend multiple positions. He's, you know what it is? It, it, it sucks. But, like, what, what are Kyrie's numbers this year, though? Like, yeah, what, 8 assists, 20 points? I'm not, I'm not saying Kyrie. I'm, of course Kyrie had a good year. Let's look it up. I'm, I'm just, that's what I'm saying. Like, the thing, here's the thing with Golden State. You, when you're getting championships and you're that well, you're kind of sacrificing the limelight to share the load. When Chris Bosh was with, with the, with the uh, Raptors, he was seen as, as the man. When Chris Bosh yes. went to Miami, everybody all of a sudden forgot how good he really was. And it's like, yo, Chris Bosh is still Chris Bosh. He just kind of sacrificed good point. his good, game. Great point with Chris right? Bosh. Great point. Same, same thing because we said about, um, like, it, it, like you know, for all intents and purposes, Clay Thompson could be James Harden. But we just don't know because he's on the Golden State. Right. And when I say that, I mean, James Harden would just seen as a kind of good player, but there was so much talent on OKC that no one really noticed what he can do for real until he got his own shot and that so like be carrying a team has weight so it's hard to move guys who carry the team and brought them to the playoffs as the that's guy, true that's like true Kyrie. it holds a lot of weight yeah and to move it over to somebody who's the, the third option on the team even though it's, it's, i'm not you know i'm not blasting how good he is but right. it's just but but this is but this is why i say that they should do just the top 15 and stop pigeonholing guys into into positions because to me there's too much money on the line for these players to leave it in the hands of a hundred beat writers and media guys to choose their fate you get what i'm saying kemba walker just stepped into 80 million dollars more because a hundred beat writers said he deserves it how do you decide i mean i I know it makes sense it makes sense, but how do you decide it? Because if you, if you leave that decision up to, uh, what, the, maybe the other teams? Like, how do you decide it, though? Because if you leave it up to, like, the front office or something, everybody would suck. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it would, Kyrie's numbers are not good because they won't, they won't pay nobody. <laughs> I, I just think there's too much money. There's too much incentive um, for these guys just to leave it in the hands of the media, man. I, I just think that $80 million, Ellis, <laughs> that's yes, crazy, you. man. Yeah, That's I think crazy. you're right. I, I don't know. The, I just don't know the alternative, but I I understand. Because point. you want you want to tell me Westbrook plays better defense than Clay. You want to tell me Kyrie plays better defense than Clay? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yeah, but I mean Russ. I mean Kyrie. will know. Definitely not. <laughs> but, but Kyrie. But Kyrie. You know, led this led the team. I mean, air quotes led the team because <laughs> we all saw what happened to the playoffs as the guy. Yeah, so, I, I I hate you, man. I hate you. just food for thought. Just food for thought, and and you know my message to Clay would be, um, you know, listen, man, Clay was obviously pissed off. He, he's underappreciated. So hey, there's more room in uh in the orange and blue for you, Clay. We'll we'll appreciate you here in New York, man. We'll, yeah, we'll man. That's the thing, yo. I do feel I do kind of feel like if Clay got time to shine, like people would look at him like a James Harden, like yeah. There's there's certain players who kind of dim their star for a good team, and they do it. They do it without complaining. Right. And I feel like Clay could be one of those guys where people really don't know how good he really is because he doesn't have his own. It's true. It, that could possibly be. That could po- I'm not saying it's 100% pop, 100% gospel, but it's possible. All, po- all possible. We'll never know until he uh, burns that bridge. Yeah, which I don't think he will. I think he's going to nah, I, I think I think the minute I, I think the minute uh, KD walks out that door, um, Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson won't last past the minute past midnight of June 30th. Nah, I think he's going to retire. Yeah, 
I think Zoran Tyler there, yo. I feel like him and Curry act like real life brothers. And shit. Yeah, man. Like I feel like there's gonna be another Katie Lee. I feel like there's gonna be another mission. There's gonna be like a we can still do this without KD kind of reinvigorating type of for the whole year type yeah. of stuff. They must forgot. Like that would be the message for the next two, three years. You know what I'm saying? I, I agree, man. Uh let's let's see what people in the chat have to say. We see people on the on the phone lines as well. We're gonna get to you guys. Shout out to everybody in the chat once again. Uh hit that thumbs up if you're a diehard Knicks fan or or if you're just a basketball fan enjoying the uh the conversation. Andrew Giddo, he says, Do you think the players should vote for all NBA teams? What's your what's your take on that, JS? Oh, that's interesting. I think maybe incorporate a little bit of it. Yeah, that makes sense. Because have a percentage. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's fair because um like Dr. Carpy says, he says all writers have biases. Some are fans that want to throw a monkey wrench into the plans of rival teams. I agree with that too. But I feel like everybody has a bias, though. Well, that, you know that's true. That's true. Players have a bias too. Like he crossed me. I don't like him. <laughs> he so. might be right, but but <laughs> I, I feel like there's there there could be a, a strong media bias as well, based on how these guys treat you know some of these some of these players yeah. in the interviews and stuff like that. Interesting, that's interesting. Cool. Uh, you know that's interesting. That's, yeah, that's interesting. yeah, yeah. Enzo in your chat says players have biases too. Yeah, that's true. I guess it's mm-hmm. hard to. Uh, to really take that out of the consideration, yeah, I feel like I feel like people have bias in general. But yeah. that's a whole other that's a whole other show. Yeah, <laughs> uh, ultimately the Terminators are going to take over, man. But that's past our life. Oh yeah, the robots are coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Google, Google <laughs> the robots Google are coming. Is They're on already the way. driving trucks. Absolutely. But that's another- that's another pod. That's another podcast. Yeah, too. that's another podcast, podcast for another robots. time, man. But the robots yeah. are going to take over. You know how the you robots podcast, uh, uh, post game robots. Yeah, live. Ro- robots are going to take over and kill us all, man. But it's all good. <laughs> we won't be here for that, man. But good luck to the next to the next next generation. Next generation, yeah. All right. Um, last topic before we get back to the phones. Um, this this one's interesting. I kind of just broached it my, myself. And um, yo, Kawhi Leonard is having an outstanding, outstanding playoffs, man. My mm-hmm. man is beasting right now, JLs, killing right now, <laughs> averaging thirty and eight. In the playoffs, incredible. Thirty and eight, small, small, small thirty, small thirty, small eight. I mean, this guy <laughs> is lighting up the Bucks, man. I, I, I picked, I picked the Bucks run away with it after Game Two. I hope they don't turn me into Paul Pierce. Oh Lord. On, on my prediction, but, <laughs> but but the claw is absolutely killing. Yeah, man. Killing, man. The claw is absolutely killing, man. Damn, now do you nickname him the claw and then you look at that Toronto logo? Kind of yeah. like it was meant to be. It right? fits. And, and, <laughs> and now the question is, will he stay? It's just so hard to, to consider it, man. Dog. The question is, will will he stay? How hard would it for you how hard would it be for you to leave knowing you get there the first year and you make the final? He he was the missing piece. He was the chosen one, man. You know, yo, what I mean? man, Demar Derozan couldn't do boy. it. I was trying to tell dude when they traded him out for for um, DeRozan. <laughs> for homeboy and the Spurs, and the yeah. Spurs DeRozan. I was like, yo, Toronto's gonna be like one of the top teams in the oh, absolutely. Be, like, the top team. He's yeah. the top five. Like he's like, nah, nah. I was like, dog, don't sleep on, don't don't sleep on Kawhi because he doesn't yell and scream. Yeah, like, don't do. It. <laughs> yo, he, he he deserves his flowers, man. I think he has to be in that consideration for best in the league, Jails. I mean, just yeah. look at what he's doing. That fourth quarter yo, that he had um, two nights ago was sensational, bro. Yo, I truly believe if he yelled and screamed and, like, posed and stuff when he scored, 
people will be talking about him being MVP. Moment. Yeah, like dead ass. Yeah, the the emotion, the emotion. He shows yeah. no emotion. He's, he's, he's like the robots that's gonna take over. <laughs> he is. He might be. He might be half man, half machine, bro. Because exactly. Yo, you know what I like about Kawhi Leonard? Yeah, and and this is a question for you and the people in the chat. You ever seen Kawhi Leonard flustered? No. You ever seen Kawhi Leonard like rush under pressure? Flustered. <laughs> Ever? It's, no. Yo, it's like the guy can literally move at his own pace, get to his spot, and get his shot off off on anyone at any time. Never under duress at any point in a game, bro. No matter how big the game is. Yo, yo, side note, how sick is DeMar DeRozan right now knowing he went to the finals without as soon as he got traded? I'm oh, mad. he's sick. He's sick, man. I'm, yo, I'm training right now. Facts. <laughs> I'm the Marder Rose. I'm mad. My, I'm big. All right, but yeah. Yeah, no, I would say, but my guy Kyle Lowry, you know him and DeRose and his friends, man, but he got to be looking at, at Kawhi Leonard like, man, thank you, bro. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> I do it again. Thank you, man. <laughs> Rio McLovin from Toronto. What's going on, man? Word. It, you know, and, and so, you know, I bring that up because it's like, you know, the whole offseason um, story has been about. KD and where does he go and who who plays with him? But mm-hmm. not, you know, should the story be about Kawhi Leonard and where he goes and who should play with him? Because yo, this this dude is a monster, man. Yeah, it definitely is. This, you know what it is? Yeah, go ahead. I mean, I think everybody's already saw it as a two team. Everybody kind of assumed he was going to the Clippers. Yeah. So I think a lot of the talk, um, you know, kind of froze because like, oh, he's going to the Clippers. Right, it, it, it just seems like it's a foregone conclusion, but it's like, how do yeah. we really know? We don't really know. How do we it's really know? Guess. You know, when 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 him and San Antonio fell out, there was a rumor that his camp, his uncle or whoever was in his camp, wanted L.A., but also wanted the Knicks, wanted big market teams for him. I would love that. I don't believe it at all. Yeah. But I would be, I would jump for joy at that. I would also be nervous, too, considering how top heavy our team is and he needs like load management. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he, he got, he actually sat down. He actually sat out and missed some games for the Raptors to prepare for, uh, you know, the playoffs. And it's obviously worked for them. I'm not sure if our team is that good to sustain that. Unless, you know, I mean, if we do sign a good, another match free agent, then maybe we will be yeah. good enough to sustain it. I mean, listen, my, my top two preferences would, would be Katie and Kawhi Leonard. Absolutely. You know, absolutely would be Katie and Kawhi Leonard, man. It's funny because in my head, I, I feel like they're a clunky fit. But I don't know, like Kawhi hitting these threes this season. I'm like, okay, well, maybe it can work. Yeah. Maybe it can really, really work for real for real, I mean. And we just get like a Patrick Beverly and call it a day. It, it, it did seem a little bit. But, I mean, listen, man, if you're getting two of the top, the top players yeah, in the world, man, exactly. at their prime, can't really, yeah, make, it, they can make that shit work, man. Yeah, I feel you. I agree. Make it work. That's you one of those know. things you roll the dice on if they say yeah. yes. Like, yeah. Okay, go. <laughs> so, so I think the the one team in, in this free agency thing to to be alarmed about is the Clippers, man, because uh, Mark Stein, NBA insider, mm-hmm. he, you know, re- well respected. You know, doesn't doesn't make up stuff, doesn't lie, doesn't you know, doesn't have an axe to grind. He thinks the Clippers have an equal a chance at KD as the Knicks, and clearly. Kawhi Leonard has to be factored into that. Yeah. Kawhi Leonard has to be factored into that because because what else would be 
the 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 motivation for him to go to the Clippers, you know, w- without someone like of that caliber. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I said, I mean, I was nervous about the Clippers. I was actually nervous about Clippers and Brooklyn um, coming yeah. heading into the offseason. Uh, I would kind of felt like they had a chance. The Clippers more so than anybody. I was really, and especially because the way the Clippers, the way the Clippers performed in the playoffs. I think they got respect around the league, especially considering Portland just got swept. Certainly earned my respect. Certainly earned my respect. I, I was proud of that team, man. That, I, you know, I'm a Doc Rivers guy. I love Doc Rivers, obviously, based on his history here. But with Gallo, mm-hmm. too, I love Gallo, you know, obviously, from his history here. But how many of those guys would be back if they did take those two max salaries on? Gallo wouldn't be back for sure. Yeah, Gallo wouldn't be back for sure. But if you, you replace Gallo with, with uh, Kawhi or, you know, then it's like, oh, okay, I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, then you good yeah, money, right? Right. You're not. You're not crying. You, you're fine. <laughs> Absolutely, man. And Gallo was a good part of that offense. So you, you, you replace that with a legit score or a legit number one option, right? You good money. So I'm, I'm pulling up Keith Smith from the NBA um, earlier this week had released the updated cap projections for 2019. Uh, he had us at around 73 million. Had the Clippers were at, at around 53 million. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure if they are need, they gonna move away or something. Right, I'm not. I'm not sure if they need to to make some moves to be able to get those two max. Yeah, because right now they don't have it. Yeah, which is our you know our biggest. That's the biggest thing we have going for us right now. We don't have to make any moves. Right, we're ready. You well, tomorrow. we got to make that Frank move. We got us free up about four million because we got that third pick. Where I thought I thought it was um. I think it does it depend on the salary cap because like the salary cap might go up, right. it might end up being like something small as three hundred thousand. Yeah, like I that. think from based on what JB said, but it could come yeah. down to Frank or ISO. Yeah, um, on that last deal, so we you know we still we might have a little bit of maneuvering to do to fit those guys in along with the RJ Barrett. So you know, yeah. food food for thought, man. Just 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 wanted to get the, the chats going, see what everybody thought about that. Um, a little funny note before we get to the phone, JLs. Did you, have you been watching the uh, the Broussard and KD uh, uh, clamoring back and forth this oh, week? That, that yeah, was yeah. pretty funny, man. Oh, I got the popcorn, dog. That was hilarious. That that was pretty funny, man. Broussard said, I have a love and hate relationship with KD. We texted for two, three hours straight about life, basketball, blah, blah, blah. KD said, man, you don't even have my number. Nah. That, that was hilarious, man. And then Broussard, Broussard came back on Twitter like, oh, whatever, DMs. Text same thing. I'm like, come on, man. Come on, yo, man. dog. This is what's going on. KD is rehabbing. He got mad extra time. Yeah, that's exactly what's happening right now. So now he watches Sports Center 24 hours a day while he rehabbing, and he he trolling. I feel like he trolling, man. He trolling him a little bit. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I think he is. I think I'm, I'm sure they do speak, but I'm sure KD's just. Uh, you know, he's, he's on his media thing. He's trolling. But I think, you know, he did have a press conference yesterday. He said that the calf injury is a bit more serious than they let on. So, sounds like, I don't know, uh, finals, he might be out. He, he might be yeah. out. He, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. That, well, that's, the, and, does that worry you about next season? Does that worry you? What you mean in terms of him staying and going? Nah, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't th- I don't think so. I don't think so. To be, I'm just. This is just me just guessing here, but I, I don't think so. I, I think if if he's set to leave, then he's going to leave regardless. Oh, 
What about like I'm talking about injury wise? He was like we end up signing like. Oh well, no, no. I I think I, I would go for him regardless. Regardless, right. if he's gonna miss extended time or anything, I, I would still go for it. I, I, okay. he's, he's that good, and I think he's he's worth it. I, yeah, I would definitely make that move, man. So. That's uh, that's that on that note. Shout out everybody in the chat once again. We got over 600 people watching us, man. If you're a diehard Knicks fan or you're an NBA fan and you like the show, hit that subscribe button. Hit that thumbs yeah. up. Hit that subscribe like. Subscribe too, us. yo. Subscribe to everybody over here. I've seen. Uh, subscribe to both channels first. Both channels, man. Knicks fan TV, Nick at Time Show. Uh, this is what we do in the off season. This is our weekly recap of Knicks news, giving you our reaction, getting your reaction. Going to go back to the phones in a little bit during the season. We're on after every game, man. Summer league, preseason, season, postseason, hopefully JLs. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, this is what we do, man. We, we we cover every game. We break down the game, give you our thoughts, get your thoughts. And this is what the community is all about. So definitely hit that subscribe button and the notification bell so you guys don't miss the next one. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah, man. All right, so let's go to the phone, JLs. We have some people waiting. Let's go to uh, Will from L.I. He wants to talk about the 80 trade. And he's against the AD tree. Will, how you feeling, bro? How y'all doing, first off, y'all? Good, man. Um, my All bad, right. I wasn't able to get in um, the last time. Congratulations, CP, 1,000. Appreciate uh, it, man. JL is 1.3. Y'all both out here making moves out here. We're out here, man. We're out here. Will's, Will's been here yeah. from the beginning, man. Appreciate it, Word. Will. Gain 100 subscribers this month, so uh, I'm on my way. You don't know <laughs> Absolutely. 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 All right, Will, go ahead, man. Absolutely. So, so get you know I want to hit a few points, but the for the for the AD trade man I I and I was so happy the last call the last live you guys did because I wasn't able to get through but I was listening in and it seemed like the consensus was that nobody wanted to do the AD trade. You had a few couple I know CP you're you're really thinking about it because you have the whole idea that this is the time they're on the other side of thirty you know they got we got to make moves. And I'm just saying this, like, like I don't know if you guys saw the projected scenario that would have to happen. We have to trade R.J. Barrett. Frank, okay, I don't really care. DSJ, we have to trade him. Dotson, Knox, as well as give in those two Maverick picks. Yeah. That's a mellow trade, man. That's, that's a mellow trade. That's gutting the team for AD. And it's just like, and, and you know, We've been Knicks fans, you know, you guys longer than me just because of age and whatever, but we've been garbage for the last 20 years. And if the dream scenario goes, knock on wood, and we get KD and Kyrie, I think it's such an entitled, like, type of thing to, like, well, we got to go for the home run now. Like, yeah, we got these two. Mm -hmm. We're not going to be happy with these two. Let's go for the home run and get a third guy. And it's just like, why? Like, I think looking at Philly should even explain, like, you can get all-star great players and put them on the same team, and it might just not work out. Like, who's to say that the addition by subtraction wouldn't work with just Kyrie, KD, and just a bunch of great role players? You know, that's all I'm saying. I I just don't see the need to just get the team. Appreciate it, Will. Appreciate it, Will. And and um and we're gonna move to the next one in a second. But JL, just give you give me your uh, your takes on what Will just said. Um, I, I get both sides, though. Me too. Like I I don't I don't blame people for having the P, uh, PTSD for wanting the the not the one to do the trade because you know you get you get attached to these players. You don't really know what they're going to be, and it's all like a gamble. 
Like, who knows, who knows what will Mitchell be? But at the same time, it's like, you know, AD is a, a top five player in the NBA. I do feel like the, the whole playoff thing is a little overblown. And even his injury thing to me is a little blown too. So, like, I really do get both sides. Now, for the 76ers point, like, to me, those guys would work in the same, my same shooter argument that I'm doing for RJ and that if Ben Simmons can shoot, that, that team would work. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I don't think it has anything to do with them bringing those guys in. Those guys helped. But their point guard can't shoot. And in the league, you need guards to shoot. Well, I think I think the Philly thing, because I, I, I think I was a bit higher on them after that Tobias and Jimmy Butler trade. I was um, then I, I thought they had from a matchup standpoint, I thought they could have been one of the best matchups to, to, to take on Golden State head on. I think a lot of the Philly thing was inexperience. That too. Um, and you know what? The the injury to to uh and bead and also chemistry. You know, you can't always just throw these guys together in one year and expect everything. JJ Reddick also took a couple steps back after that Tobias trade. I think he mm-hmm. was battling injuries as well. I thought on paper though, I thought they they could have given uh Golden State the best run for their money if they had that if they could just get that chemistry together. Even with Ben Simmons not really being a shooter because um, everybody else around him was a shooter so they still had a shot. Exactly. That yeah. that's what I thought, man, but it, it just didn't work out yeah. that way. Um on the AD trade, I'm conflicted. I'm conflicted. You know, because as I said in in previous episodes, Jay Ellis, you know, the the timelines just don't um align in terms of bringing in two two max players and our young players. You you're asking a lot from our young players to to hope that this team can really compete for something real. Yeah, like you really, you're really putting the stress on yeah. the vet minimums. Yeah, somebody really good, right? Right, right. <laughs> like you're really open, like yo, yo, mellow. Hey, man. Yeah. <laughs> Turn back the clock. Like you really betting the ball on mellow and where else we get on vet minimums? Yeah, because you're gutting the whole team. You have to. You would have to replenish that team with three point shooters and defensive role plays. You know, and and yeah. a, a good amount. Yeah, like I said, you're in you're in a weird conundrum in both ways. Like like you said, like we got the team, then we're gonna have to get a bunch of vet minimum guys. Yeah, who might be on our last leg, and just get a bunch of shooters and hope for the best. And if one guy goes down, you're like, damn. Exactly. Flip side, flip side, we still have our youth, but um, there'll be pressure for KD and and Kyrie to win now, and we're not sure if the group will be ready, so we still might end up kind of being like a Lakers situation. Right. Right. So, you know, I'm I'm conflicted. I, I see the need for AD, but at the same time, I'm I'm one of those people I want to see our, our young guys cultivated and, and, and developed. Just to see, not to say that it's gonna guarantee anything, but we just haven't been in this position, JLs, where we have yeah. players with promise, you know, young talent with promise. Even throwing DSJ in there, yeah, he's inconsistent, yeah, he has his his his, his headaches. You know, but but a guy with potential like him. Yeah, he's a jump shot away, too. You know what I'm saying? So I, I see it both sides, man. I see it both sides, but uh, that's the reason we don't get paid to make that decision. It's, it's all on Ninja Pete. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bottom line. All right, let's go to appreciate the call, Will. Let's move it along. Doc Ross from ATL. He was an OG fan, too. Doc Ross wants to talk about um, RJ Barrett and keeping the pick. Doc, how you feeling, bro? 
Yo, man, I'm feeling good. Shout out to UCPJ Ellis. Peace, I've been bro, on man. a low, but I've been in here every week watching both of y'all shows. Thanks, man. Thanks. Oh, that's what's up. Thanks, man. You know what I'm saying? So I've been I've been liking the comments, man. I got three. I actually want to touch on three things. First of all, don't want to move to RJ Parrott pick mm-hmm. because any other year, like like like, let's just say like Zion got hurt for the end of the year, he didn't come out. Everybody been clamoring for this guy. And, like, I've never been one, I'll go on record and say, I've never been one to trust Zion. I think he was more hyped. Like, like you got to understand something. He wasn't even the best player on his team. Zion was. You know? Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. see how everybody going all in on it. I just don't got a good feeling about Zion. I say keep RJ, because if you think about it, think about RJ, Knox, Mitchell. Say it again. RJ, Knox, Mitchell. That's, yeah. a, good, that's a good three-man squad right there. And training them for AD, it's like uh, I think caller two callers ago, last caller said, I'm not gutting the whole team because I saw what that happened with Melo. We did. You know, uh, CP, you said that you like Gallo, um, Gallinari. I like Gallinari when he was with the Knicks, too. And we had to gut him yeah. for, for Melo. And look what that what, look what happened with us right there. You know? So, I, personally, I don't even want AD because I think he's injury prone. Second of all, I do agree. I'd rather have Kawhi. If I can't get Kawhi, I'm with you, CP. Let's get Kimba. You know, I'd rather have Kimba. I actually rather have Kimba than Kyrie because Kyrie, his injury madness stricken me too. It's a risk. Remember what Kyrie mm-hmm. said? He doesn't plan on playing past what thirty-two or thirty-three or something like that. Yeah, something like that. So, man. <laughs> yeah, you don't you don't want to really like give KP. I mean, give Kyrie all that money. Um, the next thing that I never told you guys, but mm-hmm. you guys touch on this, touch on the subject. You said why would you know Scott Perry and them say all this stuff about? Porzingis and everything, and I'm a university professor, and I talk about diversity. Okay, which which school, if you don't mind me asking? You know, um, I, right now, I teach at WGU, but I was teaching at University of London. Okay, and I teach at University okay. of Copenhagen, Nottingham Trent University. So I've taught in four different countries. Great, great, man. So I'm oh, down here in Atlanta now. Yeah. So there, there, there's a reason for for Scott Perry and them saying stuff like that about Porzingis or Steve Mills saying the stuff about Porzingis and stuff like that. And it has to do with the same thing that happened with Magic. You got to understand something. There's not a lot of black GMs and presidents in this league, mm-hmm. even with mm-hmm. NFL football coaches. And what happens is they try to show whenever a black person is in power, they try to show how incompetent or something had to happen. Why they give him KP? Mm-hmm. And they're like, look, man, this is what happened. You know, you can't blame mm-hmm. us for him coming in there saying like he ain't want to be with us. Because everybody's, like, like everybody's making it seem like the Knicks are dysfunctional. And, CP, I agree with you. James Dolan hasn't been in the picture. You know, he, he, yeah. he actually said it a long time ago, I don't know a lot about basketball. I hire people that know about it. You know, he, he might have hired the wrong people to run it sometimes, but, like, he's not behind the scenes. So everybody talking about we're a dysfunctional organization, yeah. that's not true. But, no, not. you know, there has to be onuses on it. You see what I'm trying to say? Like, so every okay. time, like, you know, Magic come out, what, what, was the, what was the knock on Magic when he uh, came out the other week on uh, first take? What they say? Oh, he wasn't never around the office. He wasn't never that. You never yeah. hear that kind of stuff being put to these white GMs, presidents, and stuff like that. But they said it to Magic. And just like, you know, Steve Mills and them, they go in and say, like, well, so it had to happen. Why did KP want to leave? And he's like, no, they said it about Phil Jackson. They did, they did, and, and appreciate the yeah, call, well, Doc. I, I just got to, because um, we got mad people on the line, and we want to wrap up fairly shortly. So, JLs, go ahead. You did. You said they did say that about Steve, Phil, right? Yeah, they said they said that about Phil yeah. Jackson. Like, he wasn't around, and he was sleeping in meetings. And- yeah. The, the, the thing is, I don't I don't necessarily see the race thing in it, um, in, this, in this particular situation. I think 
it deserves to be questioned when every single top player, whether it's a star or a budding star, they leave here in disgrace. Whether yeah. it's Melo, whether it's Steph, whether it's Patrick Ewing, you know, yeah. whether, whether and now it's KP. I mean, we have to also look at look at ourselves in the mirror at what's happened in the past. So they still have an upwards hill to climb in terms of cleaning up their reputation for that dysfunction. We feel like it's getting better, J. Ellis. But yeah, it's, it's not it's not beyond the, the, the realm to question what happened here with KP and, and who's at fault. No, it's not. It's not. And like I said, like they says, like it's, it's, it's human nature to want to cover, cover your ass yeah. if somebody asks you a question. Like whether it was the, the best move or not, I don't know. It might have been better not to say anything, but it's human nature to be like, yo, listen, dude, I, we did everything we could. Right. And luckily, we did our due diligence beforehand. So when he did ask for the trade and he gave us this crazy ultimatum seven days, he was actually able to do something and have him out in an hour. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. All right, let's keep it pushing, man, and call us. We, we want to get as much as you as we can in in this time frame. Just uh, get to your point as quickly as you can, and uh, and we'll try to respond. Let's go to Waldo from New Jersey. He, wants, he thinks the Knicks should trade for AD. Waldo, how you feeling, bro? I'm good. How are you? Good, good, man. What, what's your point to AD? Yeah, so my thoughts have changed a little bit ever since the KD injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that they're definitely keeping some things behind closed doors in terms of the severity of it. Seems so. And um, yeah. I think I'm more now in probably favor of trading for AD. Um, just looking at that Boston example, I remember when Kawhi was on the trading block and a lot of Boston fans were... Uh, against trading Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum because of their potential upside. And then you see how it sort of all resulted in the playoffs. They just wasn't ready for the big times. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when you look at the playoffs, man, you pretty much, if you got a bank with talent, I think you just go with it. I think it's still different from the Melo situation because he was there by himself. You know, you're looking at. Yeah, Mari was useless, let's be honest. Essentially three. I wasn't. I yeah, wasn't let's be honest. You know, yeah, Shumpert and Jr. They were like big pieces. Now you're talking now potentially three top ten, top fifteen players, and maybe you have to be a little more creative in how you get them. Maybe you bring in a third party, a third team. I mean, and you don't gut your team necessarily. But sometimes, you know, gambling on young talent when you're trying to win the playoffs, it just it just seems to be really clear that you need top end talent to win. You know, it's hard to win. And I, I don't think people have cared so much about the future of the team if a chip comes to New York City. Absolutely. So we'll learn, we'll, reasons, we'll learn I would to get say over. if you have opportunity I said I, that's what I, I <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Okay. If you have opportunity to get those three people, I, I would definitely pull the trigger, man. Appreciate it. It's hard to win a championship, and these young guys sometimes he's just not ready for it yet. That, that's fair. Fair points. Well, well said uh, by Waldo Jails. That's fair. You know, it's a star league. Yeah, yeah. Look at what the Golden State Warriors are bringing out there every night. You know, they developed. The, they developed their three. They did mm-hmm. develop their three, who turned into All NBA players. But then they brought in a fourth. In, yeah, in, in KD. And the thing people got to re- realize too is eighty is twenty five. Yeah, it's not mellow. Like that's the biggest thing that's different from mellow is eighty is twenty five. Like he's gonna he's gonna be around. He all temporarily should be around for a very long time. Like, and you would think he would sign if KD is here because that because he said he wants to win. Right. And that trade is only going to happen if KD is here in the first place, and if KD says he wants him. So in that regard. 
you'd be like, all right, he will sign if KD signs. Like, it's that fair, would be crazy. Fair points. Fair points, man. I, I can't knock what Waldo said. It's a star league. It takes stars to win. And uh, we got to go hard to go home. You know, people have said that in the past. All right. Next up, um, Craig, you're up next. Craig says he wants to trade RJ Barrett for Rui. Hey. Zaga. Craig, how you feeling, bro? No, no, no. No, no, no. That's not what I was saying. Oh, that's what it said in the switch. That's not what okay. I was saying. I was saying, I was saying keep, the, keep, keep RJ. Oh, okay. Okay. And then package, package Knox or Nilakina to a team and pick up Rui. Rui outplayed both Barrett and uh, Zion when Zag beat Duke. Uh, Duke. Mm-hmm. I don't know if y'all right. guys watched that game. I, I didn't catch that game, but, but he, yeah. he completely go back and watch that game, man. He he definitely he 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 locked Zion up a few times in that game, mm-hmm. and he he definitely beasted him. Going down into the hole. Yeah, I, I didn't catch that game. Uh, you got to watch that game. It was he's a complete sleeper that I think everybody's yeah. overlooking. Yeah, I think I think um, and, and appreciate the call, Craig. I, I think Rue's a competitor, man. He yeah, is a tough he's player, JLs. He's definitely a so, tough player. Started the game a little bit late, um, but he, he's certainly a tough player. The only the only problem I see is that you're not going to be able to get back into the lottery with just Kevin Knox and, and Frank. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. You're going to have to put in another pick or some other incentive yeah. to try to get back in there. Exactly. It's not going to be that long. You're definitely going to have to put a pick in. That's that's why it, yeah, that's why people like to trade down sometimes because it's like because people like to trade down sometimes if they feel like they can get equal value Yeah. for that pick lower right. and gain another pick. That's the whole point of trading down. Exactly. Uh, Mars Jetson in the chat says he thinks Minnesota promised Rui, and that's why he didn't uh, compete at the draft combine. So, okay. Yeah, my guard Garland, too. He didn't compete, too. I was really looking forward to him. Yeah, Garland didn't complete ass. either. Gar- yeah, Garland I was looking forward to him busting either. people's ass. And, like, because I'm like, yo, people are really sleeping on him, but I think he got a handshake deal, too. Absolutely. All right, we're going to take a couple more. Let's go to um, our guy Omar. Omar's in the building. He wants to talk about draft and free agency. Omar, how you feeling, bro? Good, how are you guys? It's been a minute. Yeah, man, been a minute. How you been, bro? I'm good. Just been busy for the last couple months. Okay. Um, but still up on on the Knicks and finished out everything. Uh, JL, it's really quick. Actually, Anthony Davis and is the same exact age that when we traded for Melo. Anthony Davis, 26. When we got Melo, he was still 26. Yeah. Really? So just keep that in mind when we – with that. Yeah, yeah, they actually are. Uh, Dave's going to be turning 27, I think, next March. So in the middle of his first hypothetical season with the Knicks. Um, but with that being said, I'm not against, now that I think about really trading for Davis and putting them together with two other stars, because one thing I think we guys have to realize is that I think we're part, part of why we're scared of it is that where's our future, what's it going to look like after five, six years. Right. But hopefully the perception of the team will change that, other stars will, will begin to come and will be seen as a destination. So things should look different five years from now if we put together this big, great team. Mm. Um, so that's why it's also a fruitless debate when it all starts with the draft. We're gonna we're picking R.J. Barrett. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt, we're going to pick him for that very reason with the whole Anthony Davis, crowd, Anthony Davis trade hovering over it. Um, but I want to know your guys' thoughts really quick. What do you actually think of that? 
hypothetical big three of KD, AD, and Kyrie because someone's going to have to take a back seat. Yeah, it feels like AD is going to have to go into that Bosch role where defensively he'll be great, but you have to shoot first point guard in Kyrie. Yeah, and you have KD who's arguably you know one of the two three greatest scores we've ever seen, and. AD is going to be wanting to get his numbers. He wants to be recognized as an all-time great also. You know, that's one of his goals. Mm-hmm. And I don't know just how he's going to be getting his looks, especially more about Kyrie. Because we already saw with KD, he fits with other stars. Right. But right. Kyrie with a shoot first, as a shoot-first point guard and another guy that's high usage in KD, I don't, I don't know if we're going to be able to get the most of our money paying AD max money as the third Guy yep. or the, or or second or third guy, you know what? It, uh, you know what it, that we would if we just go with two stars. Yep, uh, Ari did make that point. Jails, what's your take? Uh, you know what it is too is like, I mean, I I guess it's all hope because you can also say Kyrie, LeBron, and Kevin Love, right? Those are like kind of similar, but 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 this is a better version with the AD. So you would think it'd be something like that team, but with shooters, and then you would think, oh, that's a champ, that's a chip, right? But, that's I, but I also think in LeBron, you had with LeBron and Kyrie, you had two point guards in that lineup. You know what right. I'm saying? Where LeBron was really like the real point guard. That's true. You know, that's true. That's true. But um, yeah, look how say, Kevin Love had to really sacrifice his game coming over. Yeah, yeah, with that's LeBron true. and Kyrie. And the thing is, you know what it is too. And, and like, KD's even more shoot first than, than LeBron. Right, that's right. That's true. I mean, maybe Kemba would be. Like I don't know. Shots on the Cavs, not LeBron. You know what it is too? It's, it's funny because I feel like Kyrie has a has a chance to be a better facilitator if he wants to be. But I also feel like Kemba would be more willing to sacrifice if he was here instead of Kyrie. So that'll be an interesting thing. Like, but coincidentally, because of all those three skill sets in your mind, if they're willing, it should work. I don't really like you said. Like, there's no, there's no doubt that KD. I think KD will, would fit. I feel like AD is ready for a change anyway. He he already was sharing the court with Demarcus Cousins, and yeah. that guy's a new personality, and he had no problem with that. So I imagine that those two guys would be fine. It's all about Kyrie at that at that point. And um, I also would say, in the event that somebody goes down with injury at some point, AD would then elevate his game and, be, and take over, much like Chris Bosh did when um, James was injured for a spell or. The way we can spell, or even when those two guys were on the bench, yeah, they would run the offense through Chris Bosch. Now, I don't feel like that's what AD's role, new role, would be. True, there, there are creative ways to to, to kind of handle that, like you said, JL, from a rotation standpoint. But uh, for no doubt about it, they're gonna have to. There would certainly be growing pains there, and they would definitely have to figure. This is what happened with the Heat. There was growing pains in that first year, even though the talent took them to the finals. Um, it wasn't until the second year when even D Wade kind of took a back seat to LeBron and Chris Bosh kind of took that back seat as well, where they were really they really centered it around LeBron. And that's yeah. how they were able to really dominate in year two and three. Now, for real, I just feel like I, I do understand like the personality of of Kyrie is the biggest concern to me. But I feel like the skill sets would be would fit well with each other, man. I feel like it actually pretty damn well, mm. okay. especially with AD being a shooter. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you guys, and on the Kemba thing, 
I know guys have already touched on it. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, Michael Jordan, the cheapest guy on the face of the <laughs> right. earth, is going to be paying yeah. Kemba Supermax yeah, right. for a 35-win team? Right. I don't yeah. know, man. I don't and know I what MJ's Kemba, thinking. And I think you guys are right. Kemba, has, Kemba would sacrifice because, let's be real, this guy's been underpaid for years now, making oh, yeah. 11 yeah. $12 million a year out in Charlotte. Oh, yeah. And they still suck. They somehow still in like, financial trouble. And while they have a guy who's at 50% market value, even lower than 50%, mm-hmm. and they're some, somehow still in cap hell because they overpaid for other guys. So I think Kemba, he's like, as long as I get paid, I'm willing yeah. to accept the role for a winning situation. Where you take yeah. care of me, I'll, you know, I'll take care of this basketball situation. Yeah. And, you know, I, I just think that we got to keep in mind the basketball fit of it all. Like We're stars for stars. I get it. But we could be smart about this. And we got to evaluate everything as a complete sum rather than just say, oh, we do this, we do that, we, we, we put these stars together. No, because it could create a lot of trouble and we end up not getting the result we want, which is a championship. Got to be careful what you wish for, man. Appreciate the call, Omar. Good, good call as usual, Jay Ellis, man. Yeah. Good, good mm-hmm. points by Omar, man. All right, we're, we're going to go um, two more calls, and then, and then we're going to jet and, and uh, take care of this weekend. Everybody hit that thumbs up if you join the show. You're a diehard Knicks fan, NBA fan. Um, hit that subscribe button. Nick of Time Show, Knicks Fan yeah. TV. This is what Word. we do, man. We talk orange and blue after every Word. major event, after every game. Go ahead, Jails. Yeah, definitely subscribe, too, because, you know, just dropped a, 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 a new podcast on – I try to get it on Thursday, but technical difficulties is what always on Wednesday. It's on Thursday, but check out the new show. See me get double teamed by my fellow podcast. Mates. <laughs> pause. Pause. Super pause. When is a girl? Right? Debate. 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 Double team. Right. It could be, be a, that could be a basketball reference. You went there, then you went. You so, went there. Sorry, went man. There. Sorry, man. I even I didn't even think that was. And I say we say pause all the time on, my, on our show. Oh my god! I didn't even think that was a pause. A pause comment. Let, let, let's go to I, Ken, I, Ken, I. Ken. Ken from the Bronx. Save, save us, man. <laughs> Ken says he's, he's for the AD trade. Ken, Ken what's going on, bro? Yo, what's going on, guys? Good, good. How you feeling, bro? I'm good. I'm good. Yo, um, I want to get to the fact. All right, a few years ago, who was one of the highest played players on the team? Was it not Andrea Bargnani? Sadly, fast forward to today, we really, we really contemplating whether or not we want Anthony Davis on the squad. Like, this is not the mellow trade all over again. First of all, if we make that trade, most likely we giving up Dallas picks, not our picks. So after you know, yeah. when this four or five years is up, we still good to rebuild after that. You still right? What Ken you know, is saying so, and what, what somebody had said last week, you still gonna have your own picks, JLS. You still gonna have your own exactly. picks. Yeah, because 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 we have the Dallas picks, it'll help fill the grind of blow. Yeah, yeah. Right. Hey, you know what? No one else. I'm all say? about I'm all about Devon Thomas, though. You know, you know what else I'll say that no one's really saying. Um, AD AD for all point purposes is considered better than Melo at that time. I would. Think. Am I wrong in thinking that? In his prime right now, yeah, he's a more complete player for sure. Yeah, he's a more like, complete yeah. player. Right, like I don't, I'm like I'm no. But I mean, you know, right, but yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. like I, I feel like everything just, everything just fell into our lap this season. You know, with KP wanting out, getting Courtney and Tim Hardaway off the books. We got, it's like everything really fell into our lap this season. You know, all the free agents coming out. We got Anthony Davis wanting out. It's like 
if you put it in front of us, like, how can you turn down Anthony Davis? You know, I love the young guys just as much as anybody yeah. else, but let's be real. We're at Madison Square Garden. The chance to have KD, Kyrie, and AD, like, how can you turn that down? And Kyrie didn't get a fair shake in Boston. He led that team to the second round. You know, they didn't say anything about Gordon Hayward, you know, the season he had, you know, injury or not. Terrible. He's still underperformed. You know, but yeah. when you got all three guys on the team, I think the injuries would even go down because night to night, you take taking pressure off two other guys, two other stars on the team. You know, they're not carrying the whole team on their back. you got two other guys to go to if you're not feeling it that night. You know, yeah, the veterans around you thought. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. I think, I think we got to pull that trigger. It's, you know, I, I okay. love the young guys, but it's just you can't turn that down. AD, you know, Kyrie and KD and Madison Square Garden, like that's – and we still have our assets. Yeah. For when this, you know, rain is over. I'm not. I'm not mad at that, but, man. I'm. I'm not mad at that. Ooh, yo, this is this is Ken from the chat. The, the, you were typing in the chat. Yeah, Ken. Ken of Lane ninety. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Appreciate. Appreciate it, man. How you, how you feeling, man? Appreciate the call, bro. I'm good, yo, man. I'm good, man. But I appreciate y'all, man. I'm, I'm still following every show. Y'all doing y'all things, man. Thanks a lot, man. Right, Enjoy thanks, the weekend, man. bro. All right, y'all oh, too. Go ahead, Jazz. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like. You know, I feel like fans would be very upset for like a week until the first week they play together. <laughs> yeah, facts. <laughs> until that open practice when we're doing a play-by-play. Exactly. They was just interested, man. They interested, man. I feel like there'll be a mutiny on Nick's Twitter and yeah. Instagram for like a week and a half. Yeah. And that first game that they played together. It's and it's KD, it's Kyrie, the AD, dunking on so people's feet, blowing yeah. up teams, blowing out teams by 30. And I, and I, I yeah, I, I think people will, will have very conflicting viewpoints at that yeah. point. I think, I think based on, you know, like I said, you know, you check the pulse of your, your social media pages. I check the pulse of mine. I think for the most part, the fans are against it. Yeah, I mean, it's like ninety ten. Yeah, I, I think it's 90-10 based on just a rough estimate. I, I think the, for the most part, the fans are against it, man. But um, yeah, not saying I'd be mad at it, but I, I'm I'm scared. I'm, I'm scared, I feel you. Bro. All right, last call of the day. Appreciate everybody for calling in and supporting. Uh, we gotta we gotta get the afternoon started. Uh, Mike from New York, you're the last caller, man. Make it good. He wants to talk about free agency and uh, and R J Barrett. How you feeling, bro? Well, how you doing, family? Good, good. How's you? How you doing? Yeah, I'm all right, man. I, I, I was on the chat, too. I'm Mike Powell. That's on the chat, too. Okay, okay. Yeah, but, yeah, I wanted to talk about AD. This, You know, this is a big opportunity for the Knicks to, to really, you know, be able to get right back into championship contention. You got to go get AD because if you don't get AD, then you're going to settle for the young ones and you don't know what's going to happen. So you might as well go get an established player that plays both ends of the floor that can match up with other superstars like KD and Kyrie. And the you know, if we get Kyrie, you know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's a matchup nightmare. Yeah. And, and and then I'm hearing Kyrie might go to the Lakers, but you know that's that's a that's a possibility because Kobe's in his ear, and you know that's somebody that that's a that's an idol to him. You know, he look up to Kobe, so you never know what's going to go on with that situation. Yeah, yeah. You never know. You never know, man. Like, you know, LeBron is going to be recruiting them heavy, and because you never yeah. know, because they they have slot for one max, but then they can trade for AD. So you never know. You could have a LeBron AD Kyrie uh, three headed monster out there in LA. You, you never that's know. A wrap. 
<laughs> you, you know but, what I mean? But I don't think L.A. is going to trade. I mean, I don't think New Orleans will trade with the Lakers after the mess that happened during the season. That's a possibility. Well, I think at the end of the day, emotions are dictating that, but business is going to talk. And if the Lakers are going to be willing to give you everybody and the Knicks aren't, they're going to make the move. They have to. They have to make the move. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, we'll see. Right, right, right. 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 It's happened before. Like, because you know what? Like, there was a trade that there was a Moody got here because. The Knicks won Alfred Payton at first. Yes. And Orlando was trying to get Frank Lakina like two second round picks for Alfred Payton. Perry said no. Alfred Payton goes ends up going to uh, New Orleans for like one second round pick. Mm-hmm. So Perry said no. In that case, let's hope we're in New Orleans. Right. <laughs> And appreciate appreciate that call, man. I got to let you go because of the feedback. Um, listen, man. I, I, listen, like I say, bottom line, I wouldn't be completely against it. I'm just leery of it, and I'm it. also optimistic about the youth movement. I'm yeah. also optimistic about the youth movement because yeah. it's not every situation where you build a big three through free agency primarily and it works out. Doesn't always work out. Yeah, it doesn't. It's, it's, it always comes back to the draft. Now, like you said, JLs, you're getting a guy like an 80 who's in his prime, 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 25. It's a little bit different. Yeah. But I still think the foundation has to come from the draft. I still think it comes from the draft. You look at all these teams. Look at Milwaukee right now. You know what I'm saying? You look at uh, look at Golden State. Yeah. The foundation, Look at Portland. The foundation yeah. comes from the draft. For the most part, for the most part, for the most part, for the most part, for, for the most part. one guy. Can we have one guy stick around? Can right, right. Can we keep? Can we keep can, Mitch? Right. Can we you keep Mitch? Saying? Like, let me keep Mitch. Like, and I, I know it's funny because it's Louisiana, and Mitch pretty much grew up there. Mm-hmm. So it's like you know, like you know they're asking. And he's the best player on the team. Right it, it's a conundrum, man. But this is why we here, J. Ellis. This is why we here to talk Knicks in the offseason. This is a crucial, crucial, crucial offseason, man. And I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Hit that thumbs up button for us. We want to set the record. Hit that thumbs up button for us. Let's get to 200 likes before we get out of here. Make sure you guys are hitting that subscribe button and the notification bell for sure. Yes, please. Uh, J. Ellis, I'm going to throw it on to you. Go ahead and, uh, and close out, man. Hi man. So like I said before, man, if you don't, if you need a, a reason to subscribe, I just don't do this post game live. I also have my own show that I help. Well, that's me and three other people, the Nick of Time Show. Definitely check that out. We post every week. We actually on a summer schedule right now, so we will be doing like every other week. But we'll be back to a regular, regular schedule during the actual season. But definitely check that out. If you want to check it out on SoundCloud, it drops on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play on Tuesday. The audio version. On Tuesdays at like three fifteen, and usually Wednesdays, if everything happens right with the video editing and stuff, it drops Wednesday morning. If not, I try to get it to Wednesday night, Thursday, the latest on YouTube. So definitely check that out. And also, I know if you if you want to write for Nick Time Show as well, definitely looking for writers. Um, we're trying to expand that. Ryan G is a great talent writer, and I want to actually throw that part of our our base out. And yeah, so that's all. 
Back to you, CP. Appreciate it, JLs, and, and great right. show as usual, my dude. Great yeah, job, great job, man. And then, hey, thanks again for everybody for tuning in. Once again, happy Memorial Day. Salute to all the vets out there, man. We appreciate you guys. Um, to everybody for tuning in, thanks again. Once again, hit that subscribe button. Hit that thumbs up. We need your support. This is how we grow. This is how we get more callers, more people in the chat to, to make bigger debates. And it's a lot of fun, man. So uh, definitely do that. Uh, Knicks Fan TV merch. Hit the link in the video description. Uh, get those Mitch Please t-shirts that find off the shelves. The show is also available in audio format. Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher. Definitely, if, if audio is your best way, you can catch the show on the Knicks Fan TV on those platforms. Join the Twitter chat. Those of you who are in the Twitter chat, you know it's it's we basically extend the conversation. It's a great community. Join the Twitter chat by sharing this video on Twitter with the hashtag PostGameNYK. PostGameNYK, you see it right there. Share it on Twitter and we'll throw you into the Twitter chat. We also have a Discord group chat. Great chat. We got about 60 people in there right now. The link is in the video description. If you want to join the Discord group chat, go ahead and do so, man. And uh, yeah, man, definitely great show as usual. Knicks Fan TV Dave, appreciate the help. Yao Song in here. I see you, Delano. I see you. I'm going to, um, I know some of you came in late. You know what I'll do? I'll run a replay of the show a couple times today. So if you guys see it's going live again today, this is a replay of the show. We just want to keep the chats going for those of you that want to continue the conversation. Dr. Carpy, appreciate it. John Talento, appreciate it. Uh, JL, so you got in your chat. You want to salute me? Uh, yo, Enzo, man. Shout out to you. Uh, Julian, shout out to you. Jet for life. Mo White. Craig, number one. I got you. I got your call in on on the last show. Thanks for calling in, Craig. Um, what else? We got Cody. Cody. Cody's in here. We got to talk draft for Cody, man. Huh? It. We. I said we got to talk draft for Cody coming up. Oh yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. Cody's yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, Cody in there, yeah, insider. What's going on in Chicago, yeah. Cody? I know you got the, the Chicago and the combine in Chicago, so you might even know some more stuff. Absolutely. Um, Robert Herringhags, how often are we live during the season? After every game, summer league, postseason, and season and playoffs. Off season, we're gonna do these once a week, and then once the off season officially starts, once the finals are over. We're going to go a, a bit more often with more special guests. We're going to do a draft show with Posting and Toasting. We have uh, Moke Hamilton from The Athletic already confirmed. We got a couple more surprise guests on the way. So definitely hit the notification bell and you'll be notified whenever we go back live, man. Appreciate everybody for joining us. You guys, once again, have a great weekend. Enjoy your Memorial Day weekend. And uh, we'll catch up with you guys next week, man. Peace. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. 
Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.